ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. There was a man who was blind. Jesus put clay on his eyes. Hark, my soul. It is the Lord. Tis my Savior. He is word. Jesus speaks and speaks to
Messages you want to go deeper, amen. Forced along reading this word, 
Surrounded by his spirit And there's so much revelation When I'm alone his presence That's how I know he's there with me I want to spend my days in his presence I want to go on Deeper and deeper and deeper I want to get deeper into God I'm waiting for them to clap. I'm watching the people here. Listen, 
David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. When you come into the house of the Lord, you ought to be excited. Hallelujah. How many of you have been enjoying the very, very, very good word of God being preached in this service Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday? Is there anybody who has had the experience where you were talking with a friend who's not in the church and suddenly the person who saw you as some Bible scholar? You just released some two lines that Bishop has been preaching and suddenly the person was shocked. Is anybody who has had that experience before? It's a sign that the word is making you deeper. Hallelujah. And this morning, I'm happy to announce to you that there is a lot more of that very good word coming your way this morning. Hallelujah. Now, you know, in everything that we do, people are happy to be associated with something that is world class. When you go to a restaurant and they have a chef who is world class, they are happy to flaunt it. Hallelujah. When we have a footballer who is world class, plays in other countries, we are happy to flaunt the fact that this is a world class footballer. Hallelujah. We are even happy to see our president in other countries from time to time. But I'm happy to tell you that this morning, ladies and gentlemen, you have the privilege of hearing a preacher who is world class, a preacher who is international standard. And I'm not saying that as a metaphor. I'm not saying that as a prophecy. I'm telling you that you are about to listen to somebody who literally has had the privilege, the opportunity to minister in pulpits across the world. Ladies Ladies and gentlemen, I love the fact that you're on your feet. I feel your excitement. Just make that hand clap a little louder today and invite to this moment the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh, go, go, make some noise. Make some noise. I don't want to be
shall we bow our heads for a word of prayer father we are grateful to you for the privilege to be in your presence and we ask that by your spirit you will speak a word to us a word that refreshes a word that encourages a word that leads a word that guides we thank you lord in jesus name amen you may please be seated this morning and i want to thank God for the life of Bishop Kobe. Today we are privileged to have him in our service. I don't know how we are going to pay him for his presence. This is a VIP, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I need suggestions how to, you know, reward him for being with us today because. It's rare to see him lower himself to a church service like this on a Sunday morning. But it's a blessing. I want to welcome all of you to church. And uh, this morning, I am a bit sad that the series I've been preaching from this book, Key Facts, is slowly coming to an end. And uh, it's been an exciting journey. It's been a very wonderful privilege for me to teach you the foundations of Christian living, the foundations of your spiritual life. You know, many people do things without a foundation. You know, a lot of things happen without a foundation. Because you know, you know a person has a foundation when the person survives a storm, that's all. It's not the English grammar, it's not his education, it's not how much money he has, it's not how many verses he can quote, it's not how many hours of prayer he can pray. You know somebody has a foundation, basically, after a storm, after a major difficulty that normally spells the end of somebody else's Christian life. And this person is still around. After a major shakeup that would normally have destroyed the marriage, but they are still together. After a very devastating blow that should destroy the company, but the company is still buoyant. You know that there are foundations when there is a storm. When there is no storm, you can't tell who is who. No, 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 no. You can't tell who is who. You can't tell whether the person quotes good, good verses. The person is, I mean, claps the most. No. You know a person has a foundation when there is a storm. And many people are doing things. People are married, but there's no foundation under the marriage. There are foundations for a marriage. People have got businesses. There's no foundation under the business. Just have one pandemic. The business will collapse because it's just founded on air and debts. Yes, air and debts. So when a wind blows, you see that there's nothing under it to absorb the shocks. Don't be too impressed when you see somebody's house. It's important you dig a little under and ask that, is there a foundation? Because Jesus said that a man can build and there's no foundation. We can have a church like this, but there's no foundation under it. You know this church has a foundation when there's a storm and we are still around. 
Because there are storms in life. Yes. He that heareth my word, Luke 6 49, and doeth it not, is like a man that without a foundation built a house. Without a foundation married a man. Without a foundation got himself a wife. Without a foundation was able to have a wife and four children. But there was nothing under it. So a storm raised through and raised it down. Don't be impressed. It's, a, it's like a man that without, without this verse, I would never have said it's possible to build a house without a foundation. I, I don't know that it exists. A house must have a foundation. But Jesus, I believe more in Jesus Christ than civil engineers. He says you can build, you can see a house there. And there's nothing under it. A lot of, even there are cars parked here this morning. There's nothing under the car. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll prefer the second-hand red car there than a brand-new four-wheel drive there. That is, the person is still paying debt on the car. There's no foundation on that. When he's driving, he's very, very, very careful. So I pray that God gives you a foundation. If you are a Christian, you see, I'm saying all these things to make a point. Sorry for the perambulation. I want to make a point that your Christian life is not just church attending. Just attending church, clapping and saying preach on doesn't make a Christian. What is under you? What is, what is under? Do you have a foundation or you don't? Either you have or you don't have. So in this final chapter of this book, I, w- I want to deal with the subject. And I'm preaching for just a few minutes this morning. Um, the, please listen for just five minutes. Next week, God willing, I'm going to go deeper. But the, the last chapter of this book says your role as a church member yes your role as a church member you are a member of this family peter talks about a spiritual house this is a church he is entry he is ose he is a suman he is a J. We are from different families. And she is Ametawable. We are from different families. Raised up different educational backgrounds, different. But we belong to one spiritual family. One spiritual family. The blood of Jesus Christ has brought us together. Nothing else could have brought us together. There are many people who are united by different things. Last night, even enemies came together because they are team one. You know, people are united. People come together because of politics. People come together because sometimes even an enemy, if people have a common enemy, they become friends because the enemy is a common enemy. Now, what has brought us together? What has brought us together here? It's Jesus Christ. It's a family we have. <laughs> it's a family. I, I, my, my father died when I was nine years old. 
I have a living mother. But spiritually, I have a father. Who can tell me, sit down. He can call me. Yes. He can call me. Meet me here. Go for this meeting. Join me. Let's go for a quiet. So, uh, I was preaching a series. I need to finish the series in the church service before. No. No. I'm not a bastard. I'm not a bastard. Biologically, I have a mother. Spiritually, I have a mother. Biologically, I've got siblings. Spiritually, I have brothers and sisters. This is one of my brothers. Our heights are not the same, but he's a brother. <laughs> yeah. Biologically, I've got children. Unfortunately, I mean, I couldn't make much of it. I couldn't succeed very well in that biological area. Just three. But spiritually, I've got thousands of children. Thousands. No, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm just saying that don't let your life end with biology. Don't let your experiences, especially in Christ, don't let it end with mother, wife, sister, son, uncle. No. Go beyond it. You know, your biological relationships can't take you far in life. No, they can't take you far in life. So some have have added business relationships. Some have added academic relationships. Biological relationships are not enough. Are not enough. Are not enough. I mean, even right now, I'm not the one in charge of my children, my, my biological children. I'm not the, somebody else has taken over. Oh, yes. My daughter is in a pastor's hands. Because there's a certain level you can't take care of your child. Huh? If you try it, you will, you, will, you, will, you will gnash your teeth, you will bite fingernails you don't have. The world we are in now, we, parents must be like Hannah who held the hand of her, her son and took the boy. Because, I'm telling you, I'm a pastor. I am a pastor. Oh, and I want to tell you, I'm a strong pastor. Yes, don't try. <laughs> I'm a strong pastor. It takes strength to do what I'm doing. But I'm not capable of raising my children. No. At home, they will dribble you right now. <laughs> Many parents have been dribbled. The, the person in charge of my sons is not in the house. But he's changing them for me. What are you talking about? When I want scriptures, it's my son I call to, to tell me what scriptures I'm looking for. I was looking for a statement a pastor had made in one of his messages he preached. And I asked my son, have you heard this before? He said, no, he's heard it. He's looking around for it. In about 10 minutes, he sent a text that he couldn't get the audio, but he discovered a book written by the pastor and he, he sent a quote with the same statement in a quote. Thank you. I couldn't have done that to my... I am doing it for other people's children also. Yes. <laughs> Who are here? 
Don't let your experience in God end with wife and mother and son and money. And so I read, I read an, a, 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 a post recently. It said, some people are so poor in life. All they have is money. <laughs> they are so poor. All they have is money. A man's life does not consist in the abundance. You, you, you are making me preach a message I'm not ready to preach. A, a, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Settle down and understand Psalm 68 verse 6. That he setteth the solitary in families. But the rebellious. Shall languish in the dry land. This is a church. This is a family. Now, what is your role? It's your role to just come and receive. Take it one. Somebody is being blessed here. Three people are getting husbands. There's a sister getting a wife. A car, a brother. I see two brothers with business. And we are just in the church. I receive, I receive, I take it. And how has your life become? You need to know that you also have responsibilities towards the church you are in. So what's your role? Number one. Your role as a church member, thank you for the title, is that of a faithful attendee. That's your responsibility. Your responsibility is to be a faithful attendee. That's your responsibility. You see, when we meet and you are not there, you disturb the fellowship. If you are a real member of this church, When we meet, we need to see you. You don't know how I got to stand in front of you this morning. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm trying to be a faithful family head. Yes, I'm trying. I'm trying to be somebody you can depend on. That next week when you come to church, my pastor will be in the church. How is it that you, I can't count on you? Some of you are in church this morning because you chose to come. That's not how to be a church member. That's not how to be a church member. Today you are here. Next week we can't see you. Next, if I want to see you in church, we are surprised. We have to give you oranges and bananas and drinks. Like after church, we all have to surround you and ask you, oh, Sister Betty, how? Is everything okay? It's not good. Be sick and be in church. Be hungry and be in church. Be angry and be in church. Let your wife beat you, but still come to church. Be faithful. Don't, don't, don't let coming to church depend on whether you are happy. Don't even attach convenience to your church attendance. You know, build your life around your spiritual life. 
Don't build your spiritual life around your other lives. There is no life you have that is worth taking the center stage of your life. Your academic degrees cannot take the center stage of your life. Life is too complex for your life to revolve around degrees. Life is too complex for your life to revolve around your money. Life is too complex for your life to revolve around your beauty. There is too, life is complex. Put your spiritual life at the center and watch how your life is going to be. Watch it. Watch it. The major decisions I've taken in life, I've taken them with the with the with my spiritual life as a fulcrum. Everything revolves where I am even staying is around the church. The country I'm living in, I, I am capable of living anywhere in this world. Do I look like a local boy to you? (laughs) I was on a plane. Ghana Airways. Ghana Airways. Over 20 years ago. Whatever, whenever it existed. As it was landing, I heard a voice. Are you leaving your 30 members at Matayeko to go and chase dollars? In America, I sat up because I had spent a lot of money trying to move. And I was with friends. They had all moved. I said, what did you say? I didn't hear again. I had to replay the words because God is a no-nonsense God. He expects you to have sense. If you don't have sense, then he speaks once. He said, God has spoken once and twice I have heard. So when God speaks once, you must record it and play it twice. God speaks once. Once God has spoken and twice I have heard. That power belongs to God. I replayed the message I heard. And I took a decision. No more. I landed, went home and broke the news to my wife. Let's give it up. Yes. Let's give it up. Yeah. It was a somber afternoon. So we are not going anymore. Let's let's rearrange the furniture. We are here. If I said if you have gone to dash bed sheets and all, go for them back. <laughs> Kitchen utensils, please. We are here, and we've been here since then. I stayed not because I couldn't buy a plane ticket. But the church became the center. My decisions have been around my spiritual life. I want to encourage you. Who you choose as a friend should be based on your spiritual life. I can't work with you. Not because you're not intelligent, but you won't suit my spiritual aspirations. I can't work with you. So learn to be faithful. If today is your first time you are visiting us, that's fine. You can decide whether you want to be a member 
It's a free, you see the doors, big doors, they are all open. Wide open. Decide. If I want a church like this where the pastor uses the church's money to buy a pulpit and doesn't stand behind it. <laughs> Do you want to have a, be a member of a church like this? You spent tithes to buy. Let me go and stand there. <laughs> Are you now happy? All right. Decide. Oh, you want me down here? Can I come down? Oh, I should stay here. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I should come down. Whether you want me to come or not, I'm coming down. Ah, but. You've forgotten that it is tight. We also use to buy the tiles. So not, I can also stand on the tiles. It's tight. <laughs> if you want to be here, then swear to yourself that you'll be faithful. If you don't want to be here, go where you want to go. We were here before you came. This is the third service this weekend. How many? Third. The larger services, this is one of the small ones. Well, I've moved some members to this service, so it's going to be a big service soon. If you want to be here, then decide to be faithful. Faithful means dependable. That when I leave my house and I'm coming to church, I should, I should expect to see you sitting here. Not when I come, you are not here. Why is uh, Amma? She's, she's somewhere. The church is built on faithfulness. Why should you be faithful? Because you are expecting God to be faithful. You want God to do for you what he did last year. You want God to do for you what he did for Esther. Wow. You want God to do for you what he did for Auntie, 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 uh, Mavis' son. Mm. <laughs> Christ Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. How, why can't you also be the same last week, today, and next week? Can I bet that I'll see you here next week? Don't do that. If you do that, you are destroying this church. Our feet shall stand within thy gates. O Jerusalem. 112 verse 2. Our feet shall stand within thy gates. O Jerusalem. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I pray that somebody today will tell himself that, Lord, I've not been faithful to the church you planted me in. Because of what my pastor or the pastor is saying, Lord, I want to be a faithful attendee. Please. I have stood there and preached when I was sick. I have crawled on all fours. To enter church to preach. 
I have cried in my office, wiped my tears, and come to sit here and walk up to preach. We, are, we, we have availed ourselves under all kinds of situations. Be faithful. When you wake up in, on Sunday morning and you are sad, come to church. When you wake up on Sunday morning and you are broke, come to church. When you wake up on Sunday morning and you are excited, come to church. When you wake up on Sunday morning and your team is, is playing UCL, come to church on a Sunday morning. Come. Stop playing that. Something is happening to me I don't like. Please, thank you. You are staring some feelings I'm not happy to have at this time. It's not been easy. You don't know how we are standing here. I'm trying to be faithful to you. And you're also trying to be unfaithful. You come around when you want to come. You know something? I want us to stand to our feet and pray. I don't think I want to continue. Next week I'll continue. Let's lift up our hands and pray. To be faithful. To be faithful. To be faithful. Listen, maybe you don't know. On that day, there are two words that will qualify you to enter the rest of God. Good and faithful. Not just good. It's good. And and some of us are innately and inherently unfaithful. What are you looking for? What is it you are looking for that this June will be since you met Christ? This must be your eighth church you have visited. What are you looking for? These are the people who are raped by false pastors, bathed by hirelings, duped by fraudsters. What are you looking for? What is it that you are looking for? I mean, let us say that this is the first church you've attended. I mean, what is wrong here? Have I opened the Quran? Have I quoted from Nelson Mandela? Am I preaching about how you can be a good member of parliament or how you can be political? What is wrong here? That you can't be stable. There must be an evil spirit in you. And accept it. Accept it. Not all men wearing suits and tie are normal. Not all sisters looking pretty are normal. Stop roaming around. It's a case. Did you know that roaming around is a case? I'm asking, did you know? Or you, let me, if you don't know, let me know. Explain to you. There were two brothers, and one killed his 
For whatever reason, that's another discussion. And God asked him where his brother was. And his response was, am I my brother's keeper? God said, what are you talking about? Since when did you start talking to me like that? Do you know who is talking to you? For you to retort with a question? I ask you a question, you are answering with a question. Why is he? Ah, I can hear somebody's blood speaking. Where's your brother? Have you killed him? Then God started the curses. And one of the big, the, 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 the mantelpiece curse was that you will be a vagabond. Now, a vagabond is not somebody who is poor or wears tattered clothes. And he added, you shall be roaming the face of the earth. Never settling down. Sir, I joined this church 30 years ago. I'm still here. I've been offended. I've been angry. I've been bored. One day I almost removed my shirt to fight. And I wore it back. But I'm still here. I've been broke. I've passed my exams. I've failed my exams. I've anything. But I'm still here. Why? What's wrong with you? What are you looking for? Can you lift your hands and let's close the service, please? Pray for yourself. That offense will not take you out of here. Bad news about your Help us, Jesus, to be faithful, Lord. To be faithful, Father. Help us to be faithful. Everyone lift your hands and pray. To be faithful, Lord. Father, to be faithful to you. To be faithful to the church. To be pray. faithful, oh God. If this is not the church you are looking for, then try and find one during the week. And when you find it, stay. To be faithful. To be faithful in our attendance, to be faithful. In our tight paying, to be faithful. In our offering, to be faithful. In our prayer life, to be faithful. In our quiet time, to be faithful. In all that we do, Lord, that will be faithful to you here. Rabandi Araba. Lakuri Andebe, Mazandi Basaya. Nintari Andala Yandaha. Librandolebe, Mandolebe, Masiba, Karianda Yaba. That will be faithful to you, Lord. Yapandelebele, Mosimandelebele, Mosianda. As we have been taught, Lord, that it is one of our responsibilities. Lift up your hands and pray. Ask God to help you to be faithful that one day it will be said to you thou good and faithful servant lift your hands and pray this afternoon I before we go, I want us to pray. For the temptation mm. that makes us unfaithful. Mm. 
You know, one of the things that God said to Cain was that when he saw his countenance, he said, be careful. Sin is crouching at your door. Sin is crouching at your door. And for some of us, temptation is crouching at our door. A certain temptation. Some of you, already, it takes you away. You come to church every other week. Some of us here, you've never come to church for four weeks straight. Something, a temptation takes you away. I want us to pray our last prayer this afternoon. That Lord, every temptation that takes me away from church, I rebuke it now in Jesus' name. Every temptation that takes me away from church, I pray against it. And in the name of Jesus, I declare that it no longer has power over me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, every temptation that makes you unfaithful, that makes your attendance to church inconsistent, rebuke it. Rebuke it in prayer now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Everything that causes you to be unfaithful, to be unstable, rebuke it. Rebuke that temptation now. Rebuke it in prayer. In the name of Jesus. Rebuke it in prayer. Rebuke it. Rebuke that temptation. Rebuke that temptation. Yes. Finally, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want to give you the opportunity today. You know, the Bible says that it's appointed unto every man to die once, once. and after death, judgment. It doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter your family background, your academic qualifications, nothing matters. All that matters is that once you are a human being, you will die once and after death judgment. Today, I want to give you the opportunity to prepare for that judgment. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever, 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 whosoever believes in him, believes in who, believes in the son that he sent, should not perish. I should have everlasting life. I want to give you an opportunity this this morning or this afternoon to come to Jesus. Jesus is calling you. If you are here and you are not born again, Pastor, I've never said a prayer to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. If I were to die today, I am not sure of where I would be going. If you are here like that, I want every eye closed, please, and every head bowed. If you are here like that, I want you to just lift up your right hand. Just lift it high above your head. I will pray with you and you will receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. Look, nobody in judgment will call Makanel Cathedral. They will call your name. Everybody will answer for themselves. Don't look to the left or to the right. I'm giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ this afternoon. If you are here 
You are never too young to receive Christ. Neither are you too old. You are not too educated, too rich, too poor. Nothing. Whosoever. If you are here and you want to receive Jesus Christ, I want you to lift up your hand. I see your hand at the back. God bless you. Keep it up. God bless you, my brother. I've seen your hand. God bless you, my sister. I see the hands. I see the hands. I see the hands. Jesus is calling you. I see the hands. You may never have the opportunity to hear a pastor make an altar call like this again. Because we don't know what happens tomorrow. If you hear my voice today, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Jesus is calling you. If you've lifted up your right hand, I want you to do me one more favor. I can see the hands. Do me one more favor. With your hand lifted up, just walk to me here in front. Come to me. I want to pray with you. You will receive Jesus Christ and you become born again. Clap your hands for them as they come. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you this afternoon. For my sin, I turn for my sin. Say, please wash me. Please wash me with the blood, with the blood of your son, of your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Say, when I die, when I die, I want to come to you. I want to come to you, Lord. Lord. Say, Satan. Satan. From today. From today. I will serve you no more. I will serve you no more. I will follow you no more. I will, follow you no more. I will obey you no more. I will, obey you no more. I will listen to you no more. I will listen to you no Say more. from today. From today. I'm born again. I'm born again. Say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands for them? The Bible says that for each of these ones who has taken a decision for Jesus. The angels rejoice in heaven. I want your hand clap to be better. Now those of you here in front, this is just the beginning. What you are doing, I also did almost 30 years ago. And I can tell you that it is one of the most important decisions you will ever take. It will affect every aspect of your life. I want you to go with our lady pastor over there. Look at her in the black and white dress, waving her hand. All right? Just, let, those of you here, please come this way. Come, come with me. Come. Just go with her. She has something very important to say to you. 
not for a long time and then you can come back into your sense all right beautiful oh clap your let your hand clap me oh you are jealous that they are born again do you have your communion take your communion out let's take the communion You know, anything that involves blood becomes a very serious matter. Anything that's involved. I mean, if you were going to sign a document and they said, seal it with your blood, most of you will run away, including me. Thank you very much, but no thank you. My blood? No. No. Why? Because we all know that anything that involves blood is a very serious matter. And that's why we take the communion. Because when we take the communion, the blood is signifying that we are partakers of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Partakers. We have shares in it. It is the communion bonds us to the sacrifice of Christ in a way that it cannot be removed from our lives. So lift up your bread. This is the body of Jesus Christ. As you eat the communion today, you are becoming a member of the body of Jesus Christ. You are becoming an inextricable member of the body of Jesus Christ. Whatever the body was sacrificed for may begin to manifest in your life. Amen. I, I, I sense that this bread is for healing this morning. There's somebody here. There's a part of your body that's not working well. Well, Jesus Christ was crucified so that your body would be whole. His body was pierced and bruised so that yours would be whole. Lift up your bread. Say the body of Jesus Christ. Say the body of Jesus Christ. Say as I eat it, I become a permanent member of the body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. And now, the big one. The big one, which is the blood. Something that will require you to drink blood is a very serious matter. As you drink this blood, the life of Christ is flowing into you. Amen. I said, as you drink this blood, mm. the life of Christ is flowing into you. Amen. Anything that cannot withstand Christ will not be able to withstand you. In Jesus' name. And now I'm speaking to diseases and conditions. I speak to conditions that run in the bloodline. Conditions that run in the bloodstream. I speak to them now. And I declare that because of the blood of Jesus Christ. They are terminated now in the name of Jesus. I speak to conditions that are being facilitated by your genetic makeup. And I declare that by the blood of Jesus that genetic makeup is being altered. Amen. Those conditions will no longer have power. Amen. Lift it up somebody. 
Say the blood of Jesus Christ. Say the blood of Jesus Christ. Say it one more time. Say the blood of Jesus Christ. Say as I drink it, the life of Christ flows into me. The blood of Jesus Christ. Drink it. Lift up your hands. Let's pray. And now, I declare, I declare that you are becoming an unmovable part Amen. of the body of Christ. The days when winds and storms could remove you temporarily for a week or two those days are passing away are passing away you are becoming a permanent member permanent of the church member. you are becoming an irreplaceable member irreplaceable. an unmovable member mm. of the church you, your life is beginning to hinge around the church receive permanence receive in the name of jesus somebody's receiving the gift of faithfulness yes you, you are receiving it in the church but it's going to manifest in your workplace amen the reason why you will be chosen above others will be your faithfulness. Amen. A gift that God is giving a you. Gift. Through the power of the communion. This yes. afternoon. They will choose you for the highest levels. Amen. Because you, of your faithfulness. Faithful. Because of your faithfulness. Amen. Receive faithfulness. Receive it. Receive faithfulness. Father, we bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in heavenly places.